Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm Drew Gretsch. And I'm Ivan Sita. And today we are talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 2, Cut and Run. This episode was released on Disney Plus on May 7th, 2021, and has a runtime of 31 minutes. The episode was directed by Stuart Lee and was written by Gur Simran Sandhu. Uh, the Bad Batch visit an old contact. So, spoiler-free thoughts on what did you think of episode two of the Dad Batch? I think it was very wholesome. I, I can we call this show uh, the the Dad Batch? I feel like we can. I mean, it can be a it can be a joke. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I was seeing that on on Reddit. Uh, this morning, just like people calling it the 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 dad batch, like just the dad batch. Yeah, um, I saw this episode on Sunday. I I got the screener from Disney, and these last like few days, it's been so hard to not say anything. I mean, it's such a good episode, and you finally get to mm-hmm. see that. Have we seen that film before? Yeah, I we, sure we have. have. Yeah, uh, it was uh, uh, was season two, episode ten, the the deserter. Okay. Yeah, I Rex. Remember, I, I remember that movie. Rex gets wounded, and I think like we did a pretty in depth review of that episode, like in our like first half of season two chunk that we did like a year and a half ago, probably. I I I might actually go back and listen to that part of the episode, but yeah, Rex. So in that episode, Rex gets wounded. And, uh, Sue picks him up, Cut Cut's wife, and, uh, Rex finds that this clone has deserted. And I feel like, for me at least, that's really when Clone Wars started to become about the clones. You know? Like, the clones are getting developed. Humanizing the clones, it makes the prequels and intern and all better. Yeah, like, we, we, we got, like, an, an episode, like, like, a year before that. It's, like, episode five of season one. It's it's, it's called Rookies. It's the one where we for, for first meet Fives and Echo. But, um, but yeah, that's, this is, like, that episode was, like, the first time in, like, a year and a half since we'd seen clones just, like, so we got some really great clone stuff. Um, I mean, if, 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 if I'm, like, misremembering something from, like, most of season one or the first half of season two of The Clone Wars, please tell me. Um, so, Yvonne, do you want to get into spoilers? I feel like we, we already have. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. so, spoilers in three, two, one, cuts in it, but we kind of already said that. Um, yeah. Yeah, this and then the Imperial the the clone troopers now act almost completely like stormtroopers. It's it's annoying. Oh yeah, that that was so hard for me. Like I I, I, I know, couldn't it, with that. It felt very rebels, especially towards the end of the episode. Yeah, that is exactly what I thought. This felt like an episode of Rebels, like an an episode of like season one of Rebels, and that's not a bad thing. I actually really enjoy yeah, all the of show Rebels. Is very good. I like it a lot. I find something to enjoy in all of Star Wars. Like, you guys can, like, go back and, like, listen to our podcast from, like, talking about the Ahsoka arc in Season 7. I was, like, really positive about it. And, of course, now I went back on, like, over, over a year later, I'm like, eh, uh, it was... 
here's my bad arc. It's not bad, but people don't like it because it was four episodes and it was in the final season and the final season was just 12 episodes. You know? Yeah, it just, just took up a lot of time. Exactly, exactly. I mean, um, they could have wrapped that up pretty quickly, if I'm being honest. Three episodes. Three episodes. You have the first episode, Gone Away with the Trace, that stays the same. Episode two stays the same. You extend the third episode a bit, and they do escape, and we do get that set up for the, the Siege of Mandalore. It's that easy. Yeah, yeah, it's not really that much set up either. This, I think, like, the least amount of notes I've taken for anything. I mean, it's just an episode talking about clones. It, it, it felt so bad just to, to see all the clones acting the same stormtroopers. It, it es- felt so wrong. Especially with this animation. Especially with this animation style. I feel like we're just going like, to jump around a bit. Um, but with this animation style, it, it was so just just jarring. Like We've learned over the last like, 13 years now that these are real people. The, these these clones who are essentially all the same on the outside. It's their it's their their, their individuality that matters. And that's represented in the show. It, exactly. And and I got this down 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 here at at number t- 21 for my notes. Uh the clones don't recognize cut because they're thinking like droids. Their individuality is gone, and and I really like this. Over the last like year or so, since um, since the the siege of Mandalore, we since since we saw that, like we've sort of learned that Order sixty six has done more than just killed all the Jedi. It's it's just creating stormtroopers. Yeah, it's what it destroys the clone personality. And I mean. I am so excited. Like we've, I don't think we've, we, we've at least on screen, we've never seen this era of what happened immediately after Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean they glossed over it, but it's it's not so much that they gloss over it. It's just like you know, Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith. That movie can't be four hours long, and I've heard there is a four hour cut of that film, but like. It still ends in the same spot. And the Clone Wars, that's the natural ending point. There's, It's not so much that they glossed over it, just there's never been a need to tell that story until now. Now we're in that time where we can tell that story. And, and, and it gives some light to what Rex does when he leaves with Ahsoka. Exactly, exactly. And I was really under the impression that the next show we would have gotten, the next animated show out after Resistance and Clone Wars Season 7, it would have been, like, the the new Jedi Order. It's time to, like, flesh out the sequels in the way that the Clone Wars did for, for the prequels. But, honestly, this era of of this, what, is, what do they call it? They call it the Rise of the Empire era, or Reign of the Empire. I know that I don't, I don't have my higher... Is it in here? It might be in here. Hang on. I've got the High Republic comics here. Yeah, um... Yeah, so the eras that they've renamed, you got... The High Republic, which is just the book and comic right now. You have Fall of the Jedi, which is uh, the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, Vendor the Sith. You have Reign of the Empire, and that's the Bad Batch in Solo. You have the Age of Rebellion, and that's Rebels, Rogue One, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back from Jedi. 
in the New Republic era, we have the Mandalorian, and in the Rise of the First Order era, we have Resistance, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. So that's a lot, but like, we've just seen Solo in this era. We've just seen Solo, and that's like nine years after this. It's nine years after. Yeah. The The fact that George like, you know what's a good idea? This is my, one of my only complaints about like the pacing of the Skywalker saga. He picked 19 years. Which when you're trying to like figure out like what year it is in, re- in, in relation to a certain events, like it's just gets so jumbled. Cause like with Solo, cause it so Solo is 10 years before a new hope. It's nine years after, after Revenge of the Sith, but you wanted to say it's like 10 years in between, but it's not, it's nine and 10. Um, yeah, I, I just want years. Just give me years, and that'll just be so much easier. I know that, like, they, they try to do that with Rise of Skywalker, and just, like, rename the timeline as, like, be, be, before the Starkiller incident, and then after the Starkiller incident. I get why they did that. That's not just... Clear but that but that, but that That was also, like, for the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, I think. I've actually got the Visual Dictionary right here. I'm not going to go look for it right now. But it's like, you know, like these, these visual dictionaries have always told events like it, it, it makes more sense to be like, here, this is in zero than it is to be like, this is in like 34 ABY. Like, it's like that we're closer to the circular incident and it's in this era of the galaxy. This we're going to do. It's fine. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Um, I always get chills when I see the Lucasfilm logo. It, it's so satisfying when it just pops up on screen. Even more than the Marvel Studios logo. And, and those are my two franchises that always, like, go back and forth. Like, it always depends on, like, whichever franchise has a show right now or has a movie in, like, two weeks is always the one that's on the top. So, like, Bad Batch is going to be on top for a while unless, like... Loki can somehow outdo Bad Batch, but honestly, g- grenade right here. I already let like the Bad Batch more than One Division, and more than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, I the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I I'm, I disagree with you on that one, but on One Division, I agree. With you. And both both shows are great. It's great, and and that's just proof that Disney's quality over quantity that they've done is 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 great is great and honestly um well you know we got the announcement this week loki is gonna be on wednesdays this summer oh, I'm so happy and not fridays so i mean i love that i'm getting a little lo- lo- loki t- two days sooner but also like you know i don't have to do like five f- five hours of taking notes and podcasting prep and podcasting and editing and promoting all that on Fridays. I don't have to do like five, 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 six hours that now I can do like three hours on, on Wednesday and like two, two and a half hours on Fridays. And this opens the door now to not only have like Marvel shows and Star Wars shows going at the same time, but live action Star Wars shows at the same time. And I think, I think that we're a couple years away from that. Like, I, I don't think that we'll get that until after Rogue Squadron comes out, but I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. 
So the character, so there is a new intro for Star Wars, you know, that, um, you know, we got that with Mandalorian and with the, uh, Lego special. So there's, there's some new characters now. We don't know if those are just characters for the show because I looked, we got, we got a sequel character in there. The characters in this order, we have General Grievous. This one really surprised me. Bucket from Star Wars Resistance. That shocked Bucket? me. Bucket. I, I, a gonk droid would make more sense, but okay. I wonder if this is just because it's animation. I mean... Because we had Grievous, we had Bucket. And Bucket's the best char- character from that show. And I, I like Resistance. I thought that had that show gotten a, like two or three more seasons, it would have become great. Mm-hmm. But it was just can- canceled too soon. Uh, we, we we also have Chopper, so there's our okay. Rebels connection. Uh, we have Crosshair in there also. We got a Commando droid. Uh, Wrecker. Wrecker. Um, there's an Imperial ATDP driver from Rebels. Yes, we we do see Bo-Katan, and we get a Phase Two clone. So yeah, that, that those are all the characters that are sh- that show up in the new opening. I wonder if like that's gonna be the one for animation, and then like the one we see in the Mandalorian is gonna be the one for live action. Just because like at first I'm like, okay, this might just be this th- this might just be the one for this era, but that can't happen because there's because Bucket and Chopper are, are there. So how does that work? Uh, but it seems like this is just one for animation, and then they'll update the one for Mandalorian once Book of Boba Fett comes out. Um, there's no Tom Kane intro. We don't get the war in the outer rim. We don't get that. I felt, I felt so nostalgic for that, but that was technically still part of the Clone Wars. That's it is. That's why they did it. Um, I don't think we'll ever get another one of those. Because Tom Kane a couple months ago sat, sadly su- suffered a pretty bad stroke, I I I I have heard that he's recovering in our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family, but he can't voice act ever again, and I did notice that. I talked about that on Tuesday's podcast. The intro and aftermath sounded different. Now, I'm sure that was recorded before his stroke. But still, it did sound different, uh, and I, 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 I really hope he's, he's doing well. I, I really do. That man is a treasure. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got like three notes right here about Omega. Uh, she's a mechanic, which I think is fun. So there's a, the scene when she like first gets to Salakamai, and she picks up the dirt and beautiful, beautiful animations here. Like you just see like this. You can pick out, like, singular specks of dirt. It, it's so beautiful. I I got that on, on my phone. Now, granted, I also have, like, the height, like, I also set my, my Disney Plus settings, like, to, to take up the most storage so that I get the most detail in there. But it's not even in 4K. Imagine what that looks like in 4K. Those of you with 4K oh uh, TVs, just please... I I I I need to see what that looks like on there. Seriously, um, it's... yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, it's so good to see her explore the world. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right here. I got. I've, I've got. I've got my notes. It's sort of the opposite of that scene in the Last Jedi w w with Rey. Remember when, like, she sh she's on Octo, and she's like standing under the Falcon, and it's raining, and she's just like completely mesmerized and in awe by rain. Rain. And she's from a desert planet because no one wants to go back to Jakku. <laughs> as, as Finn would say. Um, but with Omega, it's the complete opposite. It's the complete... Like she always sees Rain on Camino. Exactly. She goes out like she knows it's there. E exactly. And, and I thought that's... I think that's beautiful, beautiful symmetry. Um, and I wonder if any other clones acted like this when they first left Kamino. Of course, you don't see that in Attack of the Clones, but, like, I want to do a short film now. I I'm going to write a short film, like, a clone. It's going to be called, like, First Steps of War or something. And he's going to, like, get off the gunship and just be completely in awe of sand. And he's just going to say to himself, I love sand. <laughs> um... Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, Imagine he's in the 501st for the evening. <laughs> that totally. would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin Kiner with the music. Omega's theme in this show is beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and I really, really want... I... I think there's probably going to be a soundtrack release. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I have a feeling because it's animation. It's a new series. They'll do it like at the end and it'll just be like season one. Here's music from season one. But Omega's theme is beautiful. She, she, like he just does. Star Wars music is just kind of the best. It, I listen to it like in the background almost all the time. Yeah, so do I. So do I. It, you know, it fits almost every situation. It does. It it really does. Um. So we get to 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 to, to see Cutler Queen with some with some gray streaks in his hair. Um. And I thought this was really cool, just to like show the aging process. You know, because the first one was like they age twice as quick. Yeah, like I was, I was thinking myself like. It's just been three years. No, for him, it's been six years. It's been six, six years for him. It's been like or somewhere between... Sad. It's been or somewhere between four and a half and seven years for him. Because we don't know when that exact episode is set. Um, So Rex is just like a day ahead of them. Uh, Do you think that, that he's with Ahsoka? I mean, they did leave. They did leave the planet together. Yeah. But Ahsoka has proven that her chase, her chase leads on to the rebellion, and Rex just finds Gregor. Well, and Wolf and goes off. Well, probably not right away, but last time we saw Gregor, he was fighting off a fleet of droids. I I really think we'll see both Gregor and Wolf in this show. That's going to be something we need to have answered. We 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 know that that, that Rex is in the series. 
that that's gonna be super important to like see that because that's something that we didn't get to see in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, that I I I'd love to see Ahsoka in the series. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I I. I I don't think that they're together. I, I, I don't think that Ahsoka and Rex are traveling together at this point. Well, they probably would have mentioned her, too. Yeah, definitely. would be like, and there's a girl with him, you know? Um, yeah. Imagine, oh my god, like, imagine if Ahsoka is in the series and, like, she see, sees Echo again. Oh, oh my god. And, and they talk about, and they talk about Anakin. Oh, if she has to tell... Well, well, she doesn't know at this point. She she doesn't know at this point. But, like, if Echo tells Ahsoka how Anakin rescued, rescued her, she's going to have some questions, other questions on how he's been. Well, not really, because... Wait, who would? Ahsoka I mean, did, or Echo? Did, because Ahsoka... Prior, but... Ahsoka just saw Anakin, like, three days ago. And, like, she doesn't know what he's become... Until, like, the season two premiere of Rebels. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. Like, if they talk about Anakin, or if they're just trying to... Just catching up on some other things. Because Ahsoka... Ahsoka knew... I don't know how, how her relationship with Echo was. Um, seasons of Clone Wars. It, it's, definitely, well, it's definitely not as strong as her relationship with Rex. But... They're pro. They were probably friends. I'm. Not, I'm not even sure how strong her her relationship with Echo was, or or Fives. I mean, but yeah. Um, I I'd love to to see Ahsoka in this series. I think that would be a great connection to. Uh, the other three shows in Filoni's little se- se- section of the universe, with his other shows, um. Cut has a really interesting line here. The Kaminoans don't create without a purpose. So what are the Batchers' purposes? Like what? I mean, probably just to get better soldiers. Yeah, but I mean, you no, know, I'm just I I just think back to this thing in Agents of Shield. Slight spoilers for Agents of Shield season three, but like. There's this whole thing about how the the Inhumans, like, each Inhuman gets their abilities for some big moment. Some big predetermined moment. I don't think it's like that, but... Or even anything similar to that, but, like, they have a reason. These troopers were given these mutations for a reason. Do you think that we will see the Clone Rebellion in this series, Yvonne? Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Where essentially that 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 is a, a legend story. I'm not. I'm a bit hazy on details. I'm gonna go through and read that arc in Marvel Unlimited. If 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 it's in the comic or if it's in the book, I'm sure I'll get on Audible. But essentially, I think the broad strokes of it are if you have or like the Kaminoans when their contract expires. Or like when when the Empire destroys their contract, like, like we've all already seen in the series back on in Tuesday, in Tuesday's episode, we see that they have 
I mean, the the Kaminoans keep breeding the clones to fight the Empire. I, I, I think. I'm sure that people will, will, will correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that could be super cool to see. And I honestly think that's where we're headed in the show. I mean, the Kaminoans, they're pretty strict on how they just make things. And right. they don't like to be over, under, overshadowed. I don't know the correct term for that. Yeah, um, and and I mean this season is is sixteen episodes. It it's sixteen episodes. Like we have as much storytelling in episodic form here as 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 we have already had in both seasons of The Mandalorian. So I could totally see them just like The Mandalorian had like a big two season arc. And, and I'm sure we'll see a new arc in season three next year. But we don't, this can just be like one big arc. And I don't know if this show's meant to be just one season and then they do another show in this era. But, you know, season, season two, I, I, I'd love to see season two for this. I, I think that this is a show with a lot of potential. The show has a lot of potential. And it could explore so many other things with like, Currently, they're just wandering around trying to find an, an allegiance and just hiding. Definitely. Uh, cuts a great... They could have Oops, started sorry. the rebellion early. Like, sown the seeds for the rebellion. Well, we, well, well we know we have the, the, the ghost crew is a rebel cell. We have um, uh, the ghost crew's a cell. You've got... I, I think the Bad Batch could, could become one. I think uh, maybe the Cloud Riders from, or Emphis Nest's squad from Solo, they could could could, could have become one. Um, you know, obviously you have the 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 Dreamers, Saw Sa Guerrero's squad, like those guys. Which big part of this book? If you've not read Battlefront Two Inferno Squad, go check it out. This is actually a really great book. I mean, I got and I, and I have a review for it up on the uh, on the feed. But um, yeah, I I love to see them become a a rebel cell. Except, I feel like if that happens, they're gonna die. They're going to die because yeah, they probably will. These characters are too powerful. You know, they're too dangerous to be left alive. <laughs> they 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 are like where are they? And this is a problem. Like as as we explore more stories throughout the time between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope and then Re Return of, of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. I mean, that's probably less problem because the, the sequels are so self-contained. And it's... Yeah, I mean, it only follows one group of people, basically. So. Yeah, and, and, and all three trilogies are, are like that. It's just, no, the sequels... It, it makes sense if Din Djarin's not there. You know, like he's yeah. he's he's just a bounty hunter, and I think that he's gonna play a pivotal role in the galaxy in this era now, in in the New Republic era. But I don't know if like you know he's he's not gonna. I'm sure that like Leia would have called him uh, to join up with the resistance because Grogu was probably at the temple. We're like. No matter where we end up now, like, no, no matter what happens, Grogu dies. 
Yeah, and that's that's gonna be sad if they show it, which is pretty much certain. And like from like a filmmaking perspective, of course they didn't show him in any of the sequels because the Mandalorian story hadn't been crafted yet. And remember, that's a show that was like, all right, well, none of these Marvel shows are gonna be done in time. Anyone have I, an idea for a Star Wars show? Well, Boba Fett's a cool character. Great, let's do a guy like Boba. Boba Fett, so we so so that we we don't have have to give George more money. And, you know, because the Mandalorian's so disconnected, that's why the show works. And I was really scared yeah, going into add characters like Bo-Katan. I was so scared going into season two with all these rumors of of uh, Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, but Bo-Katan Kreese. Of course, as the season progressed, Luke Skywalker, and then also. Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath books. But, you know, he's he's not as important to the main story of the galaxy. It's, it's just a one-off. Yeah, but, you know, he's almost so great because it was disconnected. And because, like, there is not a single n- pre-existing character in the Mandalorian except for, for Boba Fett's feet. Because at, at, at the end of Chapter 5, you see the feet of Boba Fett. Remember right. when when he goes to get uh, Fennec Shand? But, like, I was so scared going in season two. Like, okay, how are we going to combine the world of the Mandalorian with the world of these characters from Clone Wars and Aftermath and, and, and Rebels and the movies? And it was done beautifully. It was done beautifully. But... And I... I I have a th- my new theory for the show is that Omega is force sensitive, and I feel like a lot of people have that theory. But the more characters that become force sensitive, like the more questions we have for them to continue on, and and the more it cheapens Return of the Jedi. Luke, when gone, am I the, the last of the Jedi? Will you be? Yeah, because like, then there's just all these characters that could do something. Exactly. There's already got, Ezra, which we, did, we still don't know the whereabouts of Ezra, but... Yeah, he's he's off par- parting with Thrawn and the Chiss in the Unknown Regions. He's he's off with, with Thrawn and the... Imagine if he's, like, with the Yuuzhan Vong. That would be awesome. Oh, It's like, imagine... Ezra did get a darker demeanor as the show went on. Totally, totally. Um, not, not to the extent that the Clone Wars did, but... It, it, it got there. It got there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, I mean, Ahsoka is, oh, is just a Force user. She's not a Jedi or a Sith, but she's just a Force user, so that makes sense. She can exist. Ezra is off in the inner regions. That's fine. But Cal Kestis, I feel like Cal's going to die at some point in, in that game series. We know they, that the second one's coming out in 2023. And I feel like that's... Wouldn't it be cool if you just, like, acted as a force ghost for the post-game? <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, but, like, if... And, and I don't think that Omega's going to, to become a Jedi. I mean, it's not very likely. There's no one alive at this point who could teach her. And this is something, you know, like... You got the whole canon problem of, like, Kanan's... Order 66 story is, like, decanonized now, which is, like, okay, which of the books and comics are canon? Because, like, this has been decanonized, and the whole point of 
getting rid of, of Legends and, and rebooting the EU was to have a a universe that was easier to follow and that nothing contradicted itself like it did in Legends so many times. And I feel like we need to get something like Star Trek where the books and comics are only canon when they're referenced. Like, Aftermath is canon because Cobb Vanth is in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh... But like, you know, as someone who's going through the, reading the comics now, and we we have we have Ward Bounty Hunters, which I I, I gotta go pick up from the local comic shop. But they've the look the broad strokes are the same of Kanan's story. The broad strokes are the same. I mean, um, they change the like color. He runs away, master is murdered. Oh, they. Yeah, they changed the color of the Bilava's light lightsaber. Which why did they need to do that? There's no reason to change the color of her lightsaber. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really match the person's personality. Is it really need that drastic of a change for it? Yeah. Or you really need to change it at all? Uh, in the comic, it's at night, and in the show, it's in the day. And of course, in the comic, this is the biggest thing. In the comic, the Bad Batch isn't there. Yeah, the bad batch hasn't been invented at that point, but well, well, they they were. It just like the the anime. Sorry, excuse me. The um the animations were done. Like they had like a story reel done with voices and everything. They just had to finish it for season seven, and of course the show was canceled before that could happen. Um. But yeah. All right. So moving on to my next. All right. Well, also, I mean, I feel like I I feel like we should talk about this whole whitewashing thing. Disney has gone through now and like re-edited that scene so that like Kanan and Depo look darker. Kanan, like, I feel like your skin, Vivani, you, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't know if you can speak for this, but like. You're, I feel like some people's skin like typically will get darker as they grow. Is that right? I mean, for me, I'm not totally sure. Right. And I do have a baby photo already. Right. <laughs> Walk ten feet to look at it. Yeah. And I look pretty pale. I do look pretty pale as a child. Yeah. Um. And and also, I mean, that battles in the snow. Yeah, Where the when you can just make your skin look lighter. It's- I I get it. I I I understand why why people are mad. It's 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 not like he's like Kanan was black and they made him white. But you know, I feel like a little bit of of lightning would have been fine because of the snow thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I look at that as them try as, as Lucasfilm animation trying to make this show as realistic to real life as possible in, in, in the sense that they're out in the cold. So their skin, it becomes lighter, you know? And it, and it does make sense. If you really think about it, it's just, they didn't have to do it that much. Yeah. Honestly, when I first heard like about like people are, are mad about the bad batch whitewashing, like, 
honestly, for a second, I thought that the people who were mad that all of the clones were white. Yeah, and for a split change when there's one base <laughs> exactly and for the second when i believed that that i thought that's what that it was because of like i just completely lost all hope and faith in humanity seriously because like the clone by definition is the same on a genetic level it shouldn't really change that much i mean the the bad batch they have different facial features, but that's because of their modifications. Yeah. None of the other clones are modified, so there's no reason for them to look any different. Definitely. Except Definitely. for anything that they choose to make, like different hair, tattoos, anything like that. Um, so moving on to the next note. Um, so yeah, so we've gotten to know these clones as individuals and heroes, but now they're just mindless. And it's so, I don't like that. It's so jarring to see. It, it's so strange to see that. It feels gutting when you like, when all of them have a personality and then they're just all the stormtroopers like we see in Rebels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I really like that this episode shows, like, it, it shows us the differences between text mutations and Echo's enhancements. Because Tech couldn't have gotten in there as fast as Echo, and, and Echo probably couldn't have forged the chain codes. Speaking of which, chain codes, it's a big part of Mandalorian. They were like, we're starting to like bridge those gaps now. You know? I I I like that. I, I like that. This like small little thing in the Mandalorian is becoming like a plot point of the second episode of this show. And something mm-hmm. I, I really like. Um Oh, oh, I just thought of something. Somebody once referred to um, astrology as space racism. Wait, as, wait sorry, sorry, as as what? Space race, astrology, you know, like Scorpio, Cancer, all of those things. As space racism for some reason. I find that weird. That doesn't make any sense. Space I racism? Know. Astrology? Like sometimes people say, oh, I'm just a Scorpio. It's in my nature. Okay. It's the same here's, as saying I'm Hispanic. I like spicy food. Here's, here's the thing about those, though. Here's, here's the thing about, like, people's star signs. Those are written so that everybody can see themselves in all of them. That's, like, yeah, I true. guess I'm a Scorpio. I guess I'm a Scorpio. If, if I didn't know I was a Scorpio, I... I could, like, read the one for, like, Aquarius and be like, oh, yeah, that's me. It makes no sense to me. I don't know why people follow it. Like, some people actually, like, follow it almost religiously. Like, people use it as an excuse. And, like, if if there are enlisters that, like, do really believe in in star signs and astrology, please explain it to me. Uh, you can DM me on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod or send an email mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com. Because I, like, I'd love to know. somewhat follow it and, like, see the significance of it, but don't hold it. And don't, like, don't, like, blame, mis- don't, like, blame your mistakes. I'm like, oh, well, it's just in my nature. That makes, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were just so, speaking of Mandalorian, there were so many similarities and story beats between this episode 
and Chapter 4, Sanctuary. Remember, do you remember that episode, Yvonne? Uh, In Season 1? I, I believe so, yeah. That's the episode where he meets Cara Dune for the first time? Oh, well, then, yes, of course I know that episode. Yeah, uh, this episode is so similar to that one. It's just like a calm family living out in the, well, basically nowhere. Yeah. And they on, on the are farm. interrupted by Imperial Reign or just any bad guys in the storytelling perspective. Totally. Uh, yeah, just so many story beats from that. I I really want the Bad Batch to grow and become its own thing. Yeah, I mean it can it can fill in questions, but it, it needs to have it already does have defining characteristics. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this on Tuesday's episode. Like, I love it when Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mandalorian would like sort of like do lines from the movies. Like I remember this one line in Mandalorian, it was in episode five, like no, she she's safe up there. She's got the high ground. And like, um, you know, the, when Grief Car- Car- Cargo was like, I'm your only hope. Like, that stuff's fun. That's just little references. But like, this, the, this episode, it was fine. That there were similar story beats. And I really, I really like uh, Sanctuary, that episode of Mandalorian. But like, if this episode becomes just like, oh, well, here's the Tatooine episode with, with Fennec Shand. Um, because Fennec Shand is going to be in the show, voiced by Ming-Na Wen. So, that, that's, the, that's when I'm going to have a problem. But so far, I'm really enjoying this show. And it's, it's just awesome. It's awesome. It's doing such a good job. It's really in, like, new fans and old fans. Exactly, exactly. And so you don't... Like, it doesn't link too much. Like, some characters are named, like, Rex. But you don't need to know them that well. Like, to new viewers, he's just another clone. But he holds significance in Rebels and the Clone Wars. But if you don't watch those episodes, you don't need to know anything about it. Exactly. I, I think that, like, the Star Wars TV shows have done an amazing job of if you're a diehard fan, great. You are going to get so much out of this. If you are a casual fan, like like my dad, my 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 dad's seen a couple episodes of Corners and all the movies in Mandalorian Mando and he's 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 watching the show with me. But like he but like, you know, I had to explain to him who the Bad Batch are, who Cut is. Like you don't need to have seen Corners to understand the show. You do need need, need to have seen Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's basically all you need to know for the next upcoming Disney Plus series. Yeah, like, all, like, all the viewers of this show have seen the movies, but not all the viewers of the movies have, are, are, are going to see the show, and I feel like that's an important part of it, where, and of course, the, this show is not going to connect, like, the, I, I, these guys aren't going to be referenced in the movie, I hope that they are, but they're not going to. So, like um... Movies are going to be about the High Republic. Yeah, I, I'd love that. Uh, a High Like, eventually. A, a High Republic... Like, we're, we're getting the Acolyte. Which is 50 years before Phantom Menace. It's going to be awesome. I'm so, so excited for that show. Um, 
this so I've, i have like three more notes here uh we see like scuff on the tip of the blasters it's so detailed. Oh my god. If this show, like, doesn't win Best Animated Series, at, at, I'm not sure if this would be eligible for this year's Emmys or next year's. Because while the season finale is, or, like, while the series premiere is still in that time frame where it could be nominated, uh, like, see, like, the, the finale is not going to be until August. Yeah. So I don't know. But honestly, like, this show's just great. The 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 it's visual so effects beautiful. here. Like last episode, when they zoom in on uh, Omega's face and Huntress' face, the first episode, not the one that aired on Friday, the one on Tuesday, I could see like the like almost like brush marks. Oh yeah, totally. It it it's it looks so amazing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Beautiful animation from the guys at, at Lucasfilm. Um, another thing. This is my last... Alright, I'll just do like, my last one right now as a, as a joke. Uh, Wrecker bench pressing a gong droid is just the best. We saw that in Season 7, right? We saw him bench pressing a gong droid. I don't fully remember if he did. But it is something he would do. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I thought that was great. Um, so my last big thing here to talk about, Hunter doesn't go in for, for, for the kill with the clones at the end until Omega's in danger. Like, you can tell, like... You can see he has a soft spot now for And no, like, he's just, like, not killing him. Like, just, like, here's a shot in the arm, a shot in the leg, you know? I, I did see that, that, like, before Omega was in danger, he shot one guy in the gut. But, like, after that, like, I, I was watching him and, like, I, I saw that guy move. And the fact that they animated a guy to move that everyone thought would be dead. It's, they're showing so much detail and it's working out so well. It's great. It's really great. Um, I also really love that like he just didn't, he didn't kill the clones. Because remember Rex and Ahsoka in like the two part in like Siege of Mandalore. They didn't kill the clones until... They didn't kill the clones. No, gravity did that. Uh, I, I, I don't got gravity. I got family. I got family. 20 bucks says that Vin Diesel says that in F9, because they're messing with magnets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably going to say that in F9. All right. We, we need to do, like, a Fast and Furious podcast. Just, like, a, like a, like a nine... Yvonne... Mm-hmm. We call the podcast Fast Cast. Oh. <laughs> oh if, if you guys want us to do that in the run up to the new movie, we will. We will start a new feed. It'll be like an episode, like every few years, whenever a new movie comes out. But that will be awesome. That will be awesome. Okay. Fast Cast. Oh my god. Alright, Devon. What is so? How are you going to grade this episode out of ten? Okay, out of ten, the story's nice. the The animation's amazing. Absolutely, it shows it shows character development with Hunter and Omega, and it brings light to another character. I think it's a nine for me. Nine. 
You you give it nine. All right. So you guys know me. I I do the whole thing. I give each. I I, I write down ten things in anything I watch or read or play in a game. There are ten things. Um, and I give each of those a grade, and I add it up and find the average, and that's my my grade out of ten. So, the story. So the, my my metrics are story, acting, vi- visual effects, score, cinematography, directing, writing, comedy, heart, and rewatchability. How many times can I go back and watch this, and it'll be still be and it'll still be great. The story here. It's it's an eight. The acting's a ten because D. Bradley Baker voices like four, five, six, seven characters in this episode. Six or like seven characters. That that's a ten. The the, the visual. The, it's always amazed me like how he's doing the same voice for ever, for all the clone troopers, and yet he gives them their all tone. Like each character has their own tone. Yeah, it's he, masterful. I saw an interview with him saying how Hunter's voice is more raspy, darker, and like he, how he distinguishes between each clone. Totally. It, it's so many characters. I'm so, I could not keep up with that many personalities. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the the visual of effects are a ten. I uh, I need to see like at least two uh, Star Wars. Animated shows per year with this animation format, or movies like, give me like a Disney Plus movie, like they have like eight unfinished arcs from Clone Wars. Edit though 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 those together a new movie, and there you go. You got you. There's your content for the next like six years. The score is a seven because Omega's theme and the Bad Batch theme are awesome, and I can't wait for the album to be released. The cinematography is a ten. The directing's an eight. The writing's an eight. The comedy's a seven because Wrecker's getting some good lines. Uh, the the heart is an eight, and the rewatchability here is a seven. Uh, and my total here is an uh, I'm giving uh Star Wars: The Bad Batch se- season one episode two cut and run, an eight point Oh yeah, that that's a great score. That that is a great score. And Yvonne, how would you? And lastly, how would you rank this among both episodes of the show so far? I would rank this one second. So would I. Because like the first one, it leads everything up. There's a lot more action in that one, but this one still has some. It it really it felt like an episode of Rebels. It did. It did. I love that. I love that. Like, I felt like just Echo and Hunter, no, Echo and, uh, and Tech, That's really I felt like, like they were just, like, sort of I felt like, like they were just two parts of, two people on the, on the ghost, just working, getting out of a situation. I, it, felt, it felt so nice. The, di- yeah, like, the, the, the dynamic between, like, uh, Moe's Mo with, like, Tech and Wrecker is a lot like the bond between Zeb and Ezra. Yeah, because, like, one of them's the muscle, the other one, you know, has those kind No, the other one's smaller. Like, and Tech's not the new guy. It's just, like, you know, he's he's the nerd. Um, so, yeah, uh, I agree, I, 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 agree with helmet, you after Matt's better. Like, they just gave him glasses, threw a helmet. And I, I feel very represented that this is the first, like, major Star Wars character to have glasses. 
I, I love that. I love his helmet. I, I like this. His helmet's so cool. I know. I love the Scout Trooper helmet. The one that Ezra wears in Rebels. Like, he repaints it. I really love that one. But, like, Tech's helmet, it's much more intricate. And it just it feels like it would, it would fit better. It, it, it's good. I love it so much. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, do you have anything else to say? Because we are we are now like twenty minutes a little longer than the actual episode. Okay. Do you anything else? Oh, you know we have some feedback. We got f feedback to talk about. I'll see how much feedback we've gotten. Um. Uh. Okay. Do we have any feedback on here? Yeah. All right. We got some. Alright, uh, so this is all from Twitter, uh, uh, Wampa171 said to us, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. Movie line, hashtag restore the Senators said to us, hashtag stars the Bad Batch, Hunter emoji. Uh, episode two was a great, was a great fun episode. We get to know a, a lot more about some of the new characters and I found the last couple of minutes intense. I don't know. How I'm going to wait an entire week without an, a, a new episode of the, the show. And then we got, like, the crying face without tears emoji. And a gif of Hunter just, like, flip, flipping a knife. And it was awesome. Ben. Like Hunter is just the Bucky of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Ben said to us, I I liked it, but you just get that feeling that Omega is gonna do something super power, do something super power soon. I'm sure that's gonna be super powerful soon. That will unlock what she is about. I thought when she was caught up with the animal, it it it, it was gonna happen. Overall, solid episode. Just want more, but happy so far. I have spoken. And Mando Tori said it it was great kind of reminded me of, of rebels the, the this show definitely has has the best start of any star wars show i completely agree with that though i am worried that the relationship between hunter and omega will resemble too much the one of din and grogu especially since omega being force sensitive is very likely though i do want omega to have some kind of special power just not the force it would be kind of overdone. Overall, I give a 17 out of 20 to this episode. So that's like about... So that, that brings up... Uh, the yeah, same that, thing I got. All those, especially that last one, how, we could, how she could have a special power. New yeah. Legends, Plo Koon's race, they have sages, which yes. kind of use the force that enhance their lifespan, and they, can, they predict weather. It, it's all in Legends. It's not, it hasn't been canon, but... Point is, it, it's reminiscent of that. Like they don't use the force strictly; they they can tell the future, which is just like an element of the force. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Um. Do you have anything else to say? I do not. All right. Well. Um. Well, we are. Tuscan Radio or The Average Winter, depending on where you listen. There are new episodes of Tuscan Radio every single Friday, except next Friday. I'm, I'm going to be out of town. So I'm not, so there's not going to be a podcast until Sunday or sometime later in the week. But don't worry, we will absolutely be doing a podcast for episode three of the show. 
because I'm really loving it. And that's like, this is going to be like the first time I get to experience them for the first time with you guys for the show. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, you guys can find us on, on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network. Follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Send in an email, mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com. And check out our, our, our website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Uh, let's just check for a five-star review. Please leave a five-star review. It's so helpful when people leave, leave those. And it, and honestly, it makes us want to want, want do the show more. And uh, it, it helps pe- pe- people find the podcast. And with with this new show, like pe- people are looking for a new Bad Batch podcast, new stars podcast. And we've gotten a ton of new listeners and we, and we want to keep them, so please, please, please leave a five-star, a five-star review. I'm Drew Gretsch. I'm Bonsita. May, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>